Las Vegas-born artist Monika is a natural performer. I just always loved music. I was like really shy growing up and that was like the one place when I was performing where I felt like most myself and not shy. And it's funny, everyone like ever since like preschool would be like, oh my God, is that your daughter? Because she like won't even like talk to me. But then on stage, she's like out there dancing and singing. She has a hefty resume. Protégé of Michael Jackson's manager, Frank DeLeo, charting singles with artists including Tyga and Little Mix, and is host of TLC's Global Beauty Master Student Edition and Monika's Love Line. And she's making the time to connect with her audience after spending a year in the studio. I, I just like love talking to my fans and um, actually they're the ones who encouraged me to do a music video for How Can I Love. I actually wasn't even going to do a music video for it. And just so many of them were writing in saying how much they related to it and how it's made them feel so much better. And that's why I decided to do a music video and also include them in the music video. That's on this week's episode of Gritty Birds. This is Gritty Birds, an X-Ray FM radio show and podcast all about the grit behind successful artists and creatives. 107.1, 91.1 Portland, Oregon, 99.9 Vancouver, Washington, and you can find me on all major podcast networks. My name is Jenny Ren Stotrup, an artist and producer on the search of a new artist story every week. Monika got her first big break as a teenager with Michael Jackson manager Frank DeLeo. I was just actually, you know, doing music on my own as best I could. I um, performed in the National Performing Arts Festival through my school in New York City. Um, and I won um, Most Outstanding Performance for, uh, I believe it was like three years in a row. So that and also I was posting some of my music and videos online those are um, both of those like caught uh, Frank DeLeo's attention. And then he flew down to Las Vegas to meet me and told me he wanted to take me under his wing and manage me. The relationship opened doors, including the opportunity to tour with One Direction. Oh, uh, yeah. The One Direction tour was awesome. Um, I'd done some other like one off shows, um, mostly been doing that. Like, for instance, I performed at Hakkasan nightclub, I performed at Light Nightclub and at the Wine Amplified Music Festival in Las Vegas MGM. So yeah, just whenever. A lot of times it's like last minute. Like for instance, the whole One Direction tour was just like two weeks before it was set up. With well over a million followers, she has the resources to be able to play with different setups for her tours. It definitely depends on the tour and the performance. Like sometimes for like radio tours, it's just me and a guitar, maybe an acoustic drummer. Um, other times it's like me in a band. Really, I have several different types of shows for different types of occasions. Aside from stages with One Direction and radio tours, she's also done major productions, including a show at MGM Grand. But that one was really a lot of fun. That was probably the biggest production show I did since it had like fire dancers. It had like a giant snake on stage. I had pole dancers, stilt walkers. So that was really fun. How do you even pull together that? I mean, you must have a pretty great team to be able to build that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this is that was uh, the stage um, creative and choreographer was Missy Conkran. I worked with her in Las Vegas a bunch on my music videos, and she's awesome. Like we kind of came up together with this concept of it's Minika's Vegas party, which includes <laughs> like, all this cool stuff. Since one of my singles is uh, called Vegas Party. Welcome to Poppin' Bottle Champagne Flashin' lights so blinded Drinkin' so much you're so hungover We 
That was Vegas Party by Manika. Over the last year, Manika has been holed up in her studio creating new music. I moved where my writing curve really grew is um, I was able to um, have my own studio in Las Vegas. And um, one of the producers I worked with a lot in L.A. actually moved out to Las Vegas to work with me full time. So um, we were co-producing the songs together and I was songwriting them for about like a year straight, that was everything we did and got close to like a hundred songs from that year that are completely finished. To help make this possible, they flew out producer Mark Kurarinkin, a London, LA-based artist to spend nearly a year with Manika. Then they renovated an old house. Uh, my studio setup, it is, it was a house and we converted it into a studio. And um, so, which is nice because it also has like when you're in the studio all day, every day for like weeks at a time, you want to have a place to go and like relax and watch TV and like eat and take a nap if you want to. So we have all those areas. And then we also have like a room where we store like a bunch of instruments like drums and guitars and a bass. And then we have the recording room, which has um, the mic, obviously, headphones, the room next to it is where the computer is with the um, all the like systems built into it to produce music, mix it, and like to connect the mic. What she walked away with was a year's worth of growth in her songwriting. It was like a huge difference, just like that one year learning curve I had because that was like the longest I'd ever been like in the studio every day just like for a year. So that was like a huge learning curve. And there's such a like big difference I can tell when I like study my older stuff compared to that type of stuff. And also the stuff I'd done before that, um, which was like, let me see, before that was like, My Way was like the last song I released before that. Um, I also co-wrote. So, you know, it was also us, the other writers relying off each other, like me relying off them, them relying off me. But for the newer stuff, it's um, mostly, you know, me just songwriting the whole thing and then also bouncing ideas off the awesome co-producer I work with. But so it's really like, you know, a difference when it's like you do like every single note and every single lyric from start to finish and the concept of the track and everything. And you really see it from start to finish step by step once I have like a finished or like a close to finished product like a rough mix and just listening to it like over and over once you first get it and it's just cool because like you remember how it was just like an idea and how it got to there and you just remember the whole story like for instance if you had like a hiccup in the studio you remember oh yeah that one line I could not get I had to do it like 50 times and then other parts you were like that's so crazy I did that whole verse in one take so it's just fun to like look back and remember how the whole process of making the song was (laughs) 
Just Can't Let You Go, from Manika's 2013 release, Double Album. Manika's songs are catchy, along with her effervescent attitude, and it's something that's led her to a lot of opportunities, including hosting. Definitely um, love hosting, uh, like Manika's Love Line, my radio show. What is it about hosting that you really love? Um, I just love hosting, um, especially really it has to do with what I'm hosting, And whenever I'm hosting something, I try to host something that's like creative. So it's just amazing. Like for instance, on Global Beauty Masters, being able to see these beautiful creations before me and stuff that you would like never see in real everyday life. So yeah, I I just love it, especially when it's a great show. On television, she was most recently the host of Global Beauty Masters Student Edition, but she has some other things in the pipeline. Yeah, um, it had um, two seasons on, um, it was on TLC and Discovery, and now there's going to be a, actually a new show I'm hosting coming up. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Um, well, I can't talk about the new show yet, but <laughs> right. I can talk about um, Global Beauty Masters some. It was an international hair, nail, makeup, and wardrobe competition, and I hosted the student segment, so basically they're beauty schools from across the world. Um, competing in the best hair, nail, makeup, and wardrobe. She also has a weekly radio show called Manika's Love Line, where she interviews celebrities and talks to them about their love lives. Basically, I have a different um, celebrity guest on the show. Um, Each episode is a different person, and we talk about what's going on with them. We talk about their love life, and then fans get to ask um, love questions about their personal love life. And then we also go through and take in... um, love advice questions from fans too so they tell us what's going on in their love life the fans love life and what they want us to help them out or give them advice on Medik is currently focused on her own life but has sometimes found that the challenges of dating somebody who's also in the industry can be hard yeah definitely like the thing that like sucks like a lot is if you like date someone like who's also like a singer or entertainer like your schedule is just like never you like hardly ever get to see each other because like you know they're touring and then you're touring and then you're filming this tv show then they're doing something so it's pretty difficult a lot of times it's i don't know it makes so a lot of times it like makes more sense if like one person is the one who's traveling all the time and the other person has like a home base then you actually see each other more you know 
One area that she has a strong relationship is with her fans. She has an app called the Manika app, which allows for artists to get exclusives, including exclusive music that you can't find on places like iTunes. Well, EscapeX approached me. Um, they're the company um, who does the app with me. And they were showing me some of the other artists who had apps with them. And it just looked like really awesome, like really um hands-on way to really communicate with your fans and the cool thing about it is like everything's in one place because I know it can get like kind of annoying or like okay let me go to Instagram and check that out okay now I have to go to Facebook and see what she posted there now let me look on Twitter and the app you have like all my social medias in one place so you can just look at them all at once versus having to log on to different accounts I'm able to like talk to a lot more fans on the app because I actually like see their comments and there's ways for them to make it if they really want me to see a certain comment posted to the top of my um, feed. So I really. They've also been a source of inspiration, something she experienced with her latest single, How Can I Love? And I think it really resonated with other people, too, since it, that one charted higher than all my others. It got number seven on Billboard single sales. And I, it was actually like crazy. And then it got like eight million plays on Pandora and we were actually expecting, you know, the single before that I just released with Tyga that got like a few million listens on Pandora. We were expecting that one to do better because, you know, it had Tyga on it. But then this one actually like did way better than that one, I guess, just because just the content really resonated with so many people. What was the inspiration behind the song? Really, um, so many people including people I'm close with at times myself and so many of my fans have gone through times of unhappiness, self-consciousness or depression. And really I've like seen it so much and you know, at times I've gone through it and people feel like they're so alone and they feel like no one understands and they feel like they're like a weirdo for feeling like that when really so many people feel like that too. They're just put on a fake smile so no one knows. So really just wanted to let people know that they're not alone and it's okay to not feel okay sometimes. When it came time to make the music video, with the encouragement of her fans, she actually included them in the video itself. I, I just like love talking to my fans and um, actually they're the ones who encouraged me to do a music video for How Can I Love. I actually wasn't even going to do a music video for it. And just so many of them were writing in saying how much they related to it and how it's made them feel so much better. And that's why I decided to do a music video and also include them in the music video. I DM'd uh, like a thousand random fans on Twitter and told them about the project and they could um, submit videos. And from that, I chose the ones that um, I felt fit best with the with the music video. Yeah. The process itself turned out to be incredibly inspiring for Monika. Yeah, I loved doing that. And it was so amazing seeing how honest and real people were and they were willing to let their vulnerable side seen by the world. And that's just, I applaud them. They're so brave for doing that. If I confess to you that it's all been a show my heart is bleeding blue I can't stand myself at all And what I dread the most Is if I let you too close You'll see shadows haunting me And you'll leave me go 
That was How Can I Love, the most recent single from Manika. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Gritty Birds on X-Ray FM. Manika's love of pop comes from a lot of different influences. I really liked like Michael Jackson music um, when I was younger. I mean, everyone like my generation like loved the Spice Girls. I did too, obviously. <laughs> um, they're awesome. Uh, Britney Spears, Janet Jackson, Aerosmith. Uh, Alanis Morissette. Those are some of them I loved listening to. And also singing along with. I just always loved music. I was like really shy growing up. And that was like the one place when I was performing where I felt like most myself and not shy. And it's funny, everyone like ever since like preschool would be like, oh my God, is that your daughter? Because she like won't even like talk to me but then on stage she's like out there dancing and singing and yeah it's just always where I felt most comfortable and probably a lot has to do with my culture um because I'm um part Asian part Spanish part European and especially in the Asian cultures and the Spanish cultures like music is a really big part of it um especially like um Every like family get together, they always have karaoke. And some of my family are awesome singers and some are really bad, but either way, they all sing at karaoke. <laughs> her karaoke adventures have allowed her to explore some of the collaborations that she hopes to have someday. When I do karaoke, I like singing it with other people because I think it's more fun, like with friends or family. And I like doing like really 
like songs that you wouldn't expect to hear at karaoke. Like I like singing the Big Butt song. Um, <laughs> like singing like Eminem songs. Like if they have like an Eminem song on karaoke, it's like striking gold because they barely have them. So you know, just fun. I I really love doing just really fun songs, not really like sad or indulgent songs. Mostly fun songs on karaoke. Eminem is one of those artists that she's always wanted to collaborate with. I think just like he's been around so long. So I remember like listening to his songs for as long as I can remember, you know, I mean, some of the other like newer people are just as awesome and amazing, but it's kind of just like, you know, you've been listening to them your whole life. So you're like, Oh my God, they're like this huge icon I've been listening to since I was a baby. So yeah. (laughs) Who would be some other producers that you would love to work with? Um, Dr. Dre. He's amazing. Um, Macklemore. Yeah. I mean, a bunch of them, but those are some chain smokers. And it's this array of artists that has helped her find out exactly what her voice is as a pop star. Um, well, for me, like, I like to kind of like mix things up a lot. I like, I say like I'm a pop singer, which means sometimes I do pop dance. Sometimes I do pop ballad. Sometimes I do pop rap, pop rock. So I really, like, don't like to, like, limit myself and be like, oh, I can only do, um, you know, this type of pop. Really just like to do a bunch of different things. So it really depends on the mood of the day I'm in. Like, um, some days I feel like if it's like I'm feeling moody, then I want to listen to some of my sad heartbreaks pop ballad songs if I'm like ready to go out and have fun with some of my girlfriends and I like to listen to a pop dance or a pop rap song you know so it really depends <laughs> on how I'm feeling which is why I think I have such like a variety of songs I writ- I wrote over that year you ain't ready for this you ain't ready for this Monika on the rap Cash up on a beat. you think you know me but you BYOB Bugatti, one of Monika's latest singles. Monika always has a lot of different projects on the burner. And in order to make this possible, it means finding a really important life balance. I think, well, it is kind of difficult when I totally switch schedules. Like, for instance, when I'm in the studio, I'll be like recording until 4 a.m. 
because I'm just more creative at the afternoon, evenings. But, and then I'll go from that to filming like the TV show, which is sometimes like a 3 a.m. call time to get hair and makeup done. So just like when I've had to like switch from one drastic schedule to the other, that's pretty difficult. You know, I always have to make sure I like bring food with me because I never know like when you'll just need that energy boost, especially when you're working so long and not having enough sleep. Like at times I've forgotten to like, I mean, you get like lunch and dinner breaks, but you know, if you're like tired and exhausted, you can't wait like eight hours for that break. You have to make sure you bring food with you so you don't like just get low blood sugar and like feel bad when you're trying to be all energetic for the cameras, you know? Oh, I totally know. Whenever I get those laps, um, my best friend always asks me three questions. Have you showered? Have you eaten? Have you taken a walk? Yeah. (laughs) For me, it's the eating. Because I like, when I'm like totally focused on something, I like totally like just forget. Like, because I'm just too focused until I'm like so starving. that I'm like, oh my God, why did I not eat like two hours ago? You know, it just hits you all at once because you're so focused on something else. So I just always have to have like protein bars or something that's like I can eat at any moment. (laughs) With songs that have charted on Billboard, a huge social media following, and her new app, this is the advice that she had to share about success in social media. I think the most important thing is to just get stuff out there. Um, Because, you know, you never know who might stumble across it or what might just click with the audience. So like, you know, YouTube's a great platform, SoundCloud, to just get your music out there. And also, um, you know, it really helps with how you, like, tag your videos. So, um, like, for instance, if you just, like, post, like, a new song and you're really new, no one knows about you yet, and you just tag pop music, like, there's millions of songs that have pop music tagged. Yours will never pop up in the search. But if you tag really specific stuff, like, think people who, like, One Direction's music will like your music, then you should tag like One Direction. And then not only One Direction, you should tag like a specific song of theirs that you think really resonates. And even once you get to that specific song, there's still millions. So then you should even get more specific. Be like One Direction song, one thing, live performance, this date in this city. And then only that one, you're not competing against millions of other videos. So yours will actually pop up in the search and just tag a bunch of different smaller things like that so you know you actually have a chance to be seen and then from there you know it might be a smaller people searching that but if you tag a bunch of them you'll end up adding up to a lot of views. As Monika continues to put on interesting projects creating more art finding more opportunities to host on different reality television shows as well as her radio programs ultimately at the end of the day it's about creating art for others and the experience that it brings for them. I just um, love when I create something and um, I see that it brings light or joy to other people's lives. Just, it's such an amazing feeling knowing that something you created that wouldn't be there otherwise. Other people are enjoying it, jamming out to it, or really relating to it. You can find out more about Manika and listen to exclusive tracks on her app through iTunes. M-A-N-I-K-A. You can also listen to Manika's Love Line streaming on Dash Radio on Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
This week's episode featured clips of the songs I Might Go Lesbian, Vegas Party, Just Can't Let You Go, How Can I Love, and BYOB Bugatti. Thanks for tuning in to Greedy Birds, an X-Ray FM radio show and podcast. You can follow me on socials at G-R-I-T-T-Y-B-I-R-D-S. We are also in the middle of some exciting developments. Find out more by signing up for our mailing list on our website at www.grittybirds.com or supporting us on Patreon. It is currently nomination time for Willamette Week's Best of Portland. I hope you'll consider nominating us for Best Podcast. Go to www.week.com and look for Best of Portland. Gritty Birds is produced by myself, Jenny Renstotrup, with the amazing support of X-Ray FM. See you again next week with Portland songwriter Christina Cano.